Hi, this is Steve Durr. Thanks for joining me today as we begin this journey of growing in Christ through Ephesians. Today I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 1 and going to verse 3. So are you ready to begin our journey? Let's go. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. All right, so this letter, this message begins by Paul saying, listen, it's me, it's Paul. Uh, Paul says and, and announces that he is an apostle of Christ Jesus. What in the world does that mean? An apostle is someone who is sent, a sent one. A sent one on behalf of Jesus to bring Jesus, to bring the good news of Jesus into new territory, to break new ground for the kingdom of God. And that certainly is Paul. And so Paul recognizes that he's in this role, not because of his rugged good looks, because I don't think he probably had that, not because of his incredible mind and competency as a leader, which he certainly had, but he finds his security, he finds his knowledge in who he is and what he's about in his role. He understands that securely. He finds it in the will of God. He says, I've been chosen by the will of God. Now that's got to give him some amazing security and confidence and courage as he goes about leading. Well, anyways, we're going to go look at verse 3 because I want us to look at a phrase that we're going to hear quite a bit about as we go through Ephesians. And different people may give different little angles on this. It's a very important phrase. And so let's look at this. In verse 3, Paul writes, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Other translations say, because we are in Christ. Those phrases are interchangeable. Followers of Jesus are united with Christ. Followers of Jesus are in Christ. Same thing. Now, this is a significant ongoing theme in the book of Ephesians. And so we have to begin to figure out what this means for us, the importance of this phrase. Uh, It's a vital phrase to begin to get our handle on. So I'd like us to look at one angle of this to help us get started. So being in Christ or being united with Christ is to be joined together with Jesus in such a way that what is true of Jesus is true of us. To be in Christ is to have whatever's true of Jesus be true of us. And so when God looks at Jesus, and says, you are my beloved son. That's true of us. We are God's beloved sons and daughters. The victory Jesus has is our victory. The hope and resurrection of Jesus will be our hope and resurrection. So what's true of Jesus is true of us. Now, I would like us to have an example to illustrate this truth and, uh, and, and to kind of understand what does it mean to be united with someone, united with Christ, being in Christ. In some Jewish thought, the king represented his people. Therefore, what happened to the king 
happened to the people, and what was true of the king was true of the people. So the fate of the king is the fate of the people, their hopes, their dreams, their destiny is all wrapped up and found in the king. So you better have a good one. (laughs) Now, can you think of a time in the biblical story, if you're familiar with the Bible, where the nation of Israel found its destiny and hopes wrapped up in one person? Can you think of a time? You may be aware of this story. It's often found in Bible story books and not in the gory detail of the story. It's usually a little more tame. But it's found in 1 Samuel 17. It tells the story of David, the shepherd boy, facing Goliath the giant. David had been set apart by God to one day be the king of Israel. And at this time, though, as a young man, he found himself doing a food run for his father to his brothers. His brothers were with the army of Israel on one side of a valley, and they were preparing to fight against the arch nemesis of Israel, the Philistines at that time, on the other side of the valley. Well, Goliath was the champion of the Philistines, and he challenged the army of Israel. And he went out there and he said, Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he's able to fight and kill me, we as a people will become your slaves. But if I overcome and kill him, you will become our slaves. Now, do you see what's going on here? Goliath is saying, listen, the Philistine army is united with me, is in me. My fate will be the fate of the army. If you defeat me, you've defeated my army. You don't have to kill everybody. You can just defeat me, but we're your servants. And if I kill your man, you're going to be wrapped up in him. His destiny is your destiny. His defeat is your defeat. His victory is your victory. You'll be united with him. You will be in him. He's representing you. And so uh, Israel, the Israel, Israelite uh, army, was not too keen on facing Goliath. And every time he came out to challenge him, fear gripped the army, and they fled uh, when he started to shout his challenge. Well, little David, I don't know how little he was, but anyways, he arrived and he heard Goliath's challenge. And he decided to face Goliath. So this shepherd boy walks out to meet the giant champion. The army of Israel had its destiny locked up in David. They were united with David, in David. Now, would you be too confident at that moment? (laughs) You're thinking, uh, this isn't the person I want representing me. (laughs) If David defeats Goliath, they're going to be victorious. If he loses, they're going to become slaves. So here they are, united with David, in David, And David races out to meet Goliath and with his sling hurled a stone that knocked Goliath down. And then David killed Goliath. And that's usually the part that we leave off in children's Bible stories. And it was a victory for the army of Israel as they pursued the defeated Philistine army. So just, you know, here's David. He steps up and he faces Goliath and wins. And therefore, because of Israel's destiny being wrapped up in him, and the Philistines' destiny being wrapped up in Goliath, um, what was true of them was true of their armies. And so they were united in that way. Well, just as David, one young man, stepped out to face Goliath and brought victory over the feared giant and therefore victory for the whole army, Jesus, 
Jesus, the one, went to the cross, spilled his blood, and was raised from the dead. And he won the decisive victory over the oldest and darkest enemy of all, sin, death, evil, and the enemy of our souls. Jesus faced the giant we could not face, and he brought victory and freedom. And as followers of Jesus, we are in Jesus, our King. And his victory over sin and death is our victory. As his followers, our hopes, dreams, blessings, and destiny are wrapped up in him. To be in Jesus or united to Christ or uh, you know, to, to find our destiny with him is to follow him and daily discover what it means to live in the freedom he has brought to us to experience the victory he has won for us, to uncover the spiritual blessings he has for us, and to embrace the new life he offers through what God has done through him. It's to participate in his life. That's an incredible thought. That what's true of Jesus is true of us. What he's done, what he's accomplished, his victory is ours. Now that is humbling. Now in Jesus... We've been liberated, we've been brought back, we've been recreated, we've been set free, we've been taken out of slavery, we've been made alive today forever. Because we are in Christ and united with him, what is true of him is true of us. Every spiritual blessing is available to us. Did you catch that in that, in that third verse? When it says, Jesus Christ has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, everything we need. Everything we need has been given to us. And as this passage continues, we'll go on to learn more and more about these different spiritual blessings. Well, as we move forward in Ephesians, we're going to learn more and more about the blessings we have in Christ and our new identity and purpose as followers of Jesus. And we're going to explore more and more what it looks like to live in Christ or be united with him. And so if you are a follower of Jesus today, how is being united with Christ or being in Christ good news for you? How is that good news for you? Now, for me, I'm reminded that God sees me through Jesus and not through my failures. And that encourages me. And so for you, how is being united with Christ? How is being in Christ good news for you today? It may be good to just take a moment today and reflect on that and thank God for Jesus. And so I'd like us just to pause and pray. God, thank you so much for your victory found in Jesus. Thank you that we are united with Christ, that you don't lead us from a distance, but you want us to be united with you in that way. So God, we say thank you. Thank you that your win is our win. Thank you that your new life is our new life. And God, we pray that we would realize that and recognize that and live from that more and more each day. We love you, God, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a great day.